You really want to know what love is? Yeah. Yes, tell us. More than anything in the world, Ron. Well, it's really quite simple. When you're married, you'll understand the importance of fresh produce. Shut up. Just shut up. You had me at hello. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com. I'm joined with uh, regular awesome superstar expert, Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Oh, God, now I have to live up to that. <laughs> um, Noelle, we are going to be talking today about how to deal with jealousy when your spouse is out of your sight. Um, and really what we're talking about is not so much and, you know, you know, some of these things will apply in, in terms of they're out on the weekend or going out at night. But what we're really focusing on is they have a job where they travel the country all the time or um, they do a lot of conferences or um, I know a lot of our readers are also uh, military couples. So one's overseas and the other one's at, back home. And so there are some things that you may be concerned with uh, when they're not in your um, when they're not in your eyesight. So uh, that's what we're going to be digging into today. And to kind of get things kicked off, um, you know, how do you keep the the green eyed monster out of your mind? How, how do you deal? with your jealousy, um, knowing that your spouse is out there with potentially lots of opportunities to cheat and temptation and, and all that other stuff that goes along with, you know, maybe being out of town on a, on a business trip. Sure. I think, Steve, that uh, you need to take a massive reality check, and that is, as depressing as it may sound, if um, a guy or a gal is going to cheat, they're going to do it whether you live under the same roof and you see them every day of the week or if you live 3,000 miles apart. In other words, if a spouse wants to cheat on you, they're going to find a way to do it. And that kind of sounds horrible, but it's a very useful reality check for when your guy or your gal is out of town for, you know, a week, two weeks, whatever. I can't remember if it was talking with you or somebody else or something I read, but I, I – Somewhere, I think I've seen something that discussed, and you know, it's hard to find real hard, uh, reliable numbers when it comes to infidelity because who coughs yeah. up to that kind of stuff. But it was something along the lines of um, majority or a great percentage of infidelity happens not when people are away, but within like miles of the home or workplace. That's right, because infidelity isn't about. Are you physically close to the person? That, that's absolutely not what it's about. It's about are you emotionally and mentally close? Are you bonded to the person? That's what it's about. Okay. So um, you, 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 you come to that realization like, you know, it's not about them being away. Um, what, I mean, but that, that doesn't mean that you're not going to be jealous. So what, <laughs> so, what can, true. so what can you do about that? Well, the first thing is don't get neurotic and be jealous when they're, you know, five, <laughs> a mile away from you versus or right in the house, you know. Um, what you can do about that is, is take a look. Instead of taking a look as we do at the miles between you, 
Start thinking more in terms of the closeness between you. In other words, you build that closeness at a distance, just the same way you build closeness face-to-face. And that, if you will, Steve, is a big secret. Okay. And wives or husbands who have, have been dealing for, you know, for example, in the military, for long periods of time when their spouse is away, both parties have found that the way to closeness, or excuse me, the way to, to fidelity, all right, okay. isn't the, the miles. It's how much closeness do we keep between us? How do we continue to build and nourish that when we're not face-to-face? Okay. So... Oh, go ahead. Did you have something else? Well, I would say that, you know, then the practical answer, because you know me, Steve, I'm always Miss Practical. <laughs> the, the, the practical part of this is engage him in your life. I don't care if you're living under the same roof or, you know, like you know that with my guy, we, we, we commute between Northern and Southern California, yeah. and we're apart most of the time for two weeks at a stretch. You know, we're two weeks together, two weeks apart. That's just our, you know, because of the nature of our work. And yet, we, so we make very specific, determined, um, I hate to use the word effort because that sounds like it's a, a, a strain. It's not a strain. But yeah. we have ways in which we make sure we stay engaged in each other's lives. Okay. Okay. So, um, I mean, how how do you do this engagement when when you're so far apart i mean this sounds like really goofy but like the first thing that i think about is like those old disney cartoons where like the prince or princess is in one part of the world and they're looking up at the stars and then it cuts to the scene where the other person's looking at the same stars (laughs) and they have that like weird thing going on so how how do you stay engaged when you're that far apart well, I think that image is awfully sweet. <laughs> but, you know, these days technology has made it ridiculously easy to stay engaged. I mean, if we just look at the physical aspect of it, you got Skype, you got Twitter, you got mm-hmm. emails, you got cell phones, you got IMing. You, I, don't, I don't care where you are in the world. You have about a gazillion ways of engaging. And often, you know, if you have, um, and I, this is not an advertisement for Skype, but if you have Skype or any other service where you have a camera on your computer, you can actually talk looking at each other, which, which is just wonderful. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's sort of the, the physical, um, the technological capabilities make it really easy to connect. And what you want to do is make it a routine because we humans just absolutely thrive on habit. No matter how spontaneous one likes to be, there's still a grounding of habit or routine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whether it's every morning or every evening, whatever works for you guys, is you want to make it a regular thing where you connect through any one of these means yeah. regularly. And the second aspect of that is when we say engage, that doesn't mean that you only talk about, like, the important stuff, you know, like, I got a promotion. Yeah. Or, you know, I lost my job. <laughs> That's important. But, right. It's, it's, it's more engaging in each other's lives is the way you would do it if they were literally in the house, meaning with you. And, and I'll give you an example because to me it was such a funny example from my life. Okay. 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 So there we are, we commute. And one of the things um, my honey had done for me is he had uh, put a hummingbird feeder in front of my uh, my our SoCal Southern California place because he has one up at the Northern California place, and I just love it. Okay. Uh-huh. So he put this hummingbird feeder up, and I noticed 
a fat hummingbird. Now, that's very unusual. Hummingbirds are not fat. <laughs> yeah. And after, you know, a little reflection, I realized, oh, my God, she's pregnant. <laughs> and I went to the web, and I looked it up, and sure enough, that's what they look like when they're pregnant. Okay, fine. So what did I do is I immediately took pictures of her, and I emailed them to my guy. Uh-huh. And it was very special to us because he's hung the hummingbird feeder. We, we both like to look at the, the silly little critters. They're fun, right? And uh-huh. here I had my pregnant hummingbird, and I was all excited about it. <laughs> well, that's engaging him in my life. And his response is engaging me in his life because he goes, I've never seen one of those. Are you sure she's pregnant? Yeah. <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. And so I guess the point I'm trying to make, Steve, is all the little quirky, funny stuff that you would share with your mate when, they're, when they come home, when they're there, is the same quirky little funny stuff that you want to share when they're not there. Okay. Because that's life. Yeah, yeah. And one of the things that I wanted to add for when you were talking about the technological aspect of can, being able to connect with each other, which is, which is awesome, uh, you know, I don't think a lot of people realize that this stuff, you either A, already have the capability and you're just not doing it. Right. Um, so if you have... Probably a computer within the last two to three years, it probably already includes the software and probably a camera that you can do this kind of thing with. Um, and Skype, if you're Skyping from person to person or um, Apple's have built-in software, it's completely free to actually use that technology. Absolutely. And, and there's your phone. And Most your, of our phones yeah. have, can even take video. Yep, yep. And, and, and you can shoot that in an email. And people are already paying for those services whether they realize it or not. So Exactly. I think that's a very important point, Steve, because, you know, with the economy being what it is, and if if your guy or your gal is out of town, that often stretches the budget too. Yeah. You don't want to have to outlay a whole bunch of extra cash. And as you so, you know, helpfully point out, you don't. You already have all of this or an awful lot of it available. Yeah. And I've got to tell you, Twitter's a hoot. Twitter because is awesome. If you, you know, if you do it market private, which I don't know if a lot of people realize you can mark your, your message, your tweet private. Yeah. Is you can say anything you want to your mate in the course of a day or whenever. And they can, and then it's fun. We, we tend to forget that a lot of what goes on when we're together under the same roof is the fun aspect of the relationship. Mm-hmm. Is the teasing and the little odd joke and the whatever. And you can share that so easily with things like Twitter. Yeah, and you know, it was it was I really loved and appreciated what you said earlier because you you stopped yourself from wanting to say that it took effort because it's the fun stuff. And I, I had this huge pet peeve when people say things like, Oh, marriage takes work. And I always just think I understand that effort or work needs to go into things, but it's, I just feel like it's the wrong word because nobody wants to do work. Like you want to do fun. You want to do exciting. You want to do adventure. You don't want to do work, but I mean, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to, I don't want to miss the point that yes, you have to pay attention to your relationship and you have to put in time, but that doesn't equate to some, nine to five job that you just want to blow your brains out at the end of the week. It's, it's something you look forward to doing. It's something that you want to connect with your spouse. And so I just really appreciated your effort, uh, wanting to rephrase that a bit. Yeah. And you know, it's a great pet peeve, Steve. It really is because unfortunately, you know, we, we've kind of had that drummed into us. Relationships take work. Yeah. And they do take attention, mm-hmm. but anything in life that's worthwhile takes attention. 
Yeah. You know, get your kids to grow up right. That takes attention. Getting your pets to, to be healthy and happy takes attention. And if you think of it more in terms of, well, it takes a little energy and a little attention, that's a big difference from its work. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you really enjoyed um, playing basketball with your friends on the weekend, uh, you know, you would go outside and, and shoot hoops to get better or something. But you would never call that work. You would just exactly. say, oh, I'm just putting in a little time and, and you know, yeah. I want to be good on the weekend or I want to get in shape. You wouldn't say it's work. But people, no. people, people use that language and they talk about marriage and relationships and it just bothers me. <laughs> you know, and, and, and rightly so. Uh, so, so what else? What else can um, getting back to our topic here? What else can couples do to to engage more while they're separated physically? You know, one of the things I do is that I will save up little tidbits for our conversations mm. because you know our days are, are busy, and often the only time that we can connect with any degree of time will be in our we have a morning and a nightly phone call. Okay. Okay. And so. Especially for the night, for the morning one, I don't care what you know, <laughs> or whatever. But for the night one, I've, I usually save up little tidbits in the day. I'll, I'll, oh yeah, I noticed that. And, oh, the dog did this, and oh, I had this funny thing happen with this client, or oh, I'm really worried about this, or pissed about this, or whatever. Uh-huh. And I'll set, kind of save those up in a mental little list, and I'll make sure that I communicate those because that's what I would be communicating during the day if if we were together. Okay. So that's another way, I think, of connecting is to remember that you, you, you want to pull together your bits, if you will. And that's one of the differences between being apart, and especially for the, for the military um, wives and husbands, is that you may not get to talk for three, four days. Yeah. You know, I don't know exactly what the schedule is, but you, you may have longer periods of time, if you will, where it's more difficult to connect. So I think that saving up your, your goodies, <laughs> your engaging goodies, is a, is a great idea. Okay. I mean, do you guys, do you do the video conferencing? Or? No, we don't. We, um, we, uh, we're old-fashioned that way. <laughs> but we will send each other pictures. Oh, there you go. Yeah, we send each other pictures. We, we're great with if taking, we both love our little digital cameras and, you know, taking pictures and hook that thing up and there we go. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, so, so to kind of wrap things up here, Noel, um, what are there any final thoughts on how we can finally get rid of that ugly green-eyed monster and you know let our spouse do what they're going to do and still stay connected? I think that the last thing would be when you are together, make it special. Make it special. You know, don't make the time you are together the time to take out the list of complaints and little Johnny did that and this sucked at work and. Uh, I hate my mother-in-law, whatever. But don't, don't, you know, only make it your list of complaint time when you're together. On the contrary, make it special. Mm-hmm. And that's not hard to do. That's like, you know, doing a proper date night. You know, that's a, that's a great point because I know we've talked about it in the past, Noel, about, you know, just finishing the 9-to-5 job when the husband or wife comes home. The first thing they don't want to hear is all the things that went wrong in the day. They want exactly. the smile and the kiss and the hug and the how was your day but they don't, you know, they don't want, oh, you need to talk to so-and-so because they did something bad. And, you know, I, I could only imagine how hard that would be to be excited to come home if every time you do after a long trip, the first thing that you get hit with is all the problems in the home life, not how excited they are to see you and all the great things that you guys are going to do or anything along those lines. Exactly. And so it's not, so we clarify, it doesn't mean that you're Pollyanna and you don't share also the yuck stuff. Sure. Of course you do. But the first thing 
on your list to be. Honey, I'm so happy to see you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, the, the, Noelle, again, this is why, you know, you're a superstar. This is why I, I gave you that intro, uh, because you are, and this is just another fantastic, um, episode. So thank you once again for, uh, for all your advice. And I know everybody out there listening, um, has learned something today. So thanks once again. Uh, so you guys are listening to Dr. Noelle Nelson, who is a relationship expert, speaker, and author of nine best-selling books. Uh, her most recent is Your Man is Wonderful. And also uh, her other recent book is Dangerous Relationships. And you can get more information on Your Man is Wonderful at the website, www.yourmanaswonderful.com. And Noelle um, is also, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, all of Noelle's other information is on her other website, wonderfulmanwonderfulyou.com. And that's all spelled out. And you can, you know, we were talking about Twitter earlier. Uh, Noelle doesn't have her Twitter set to private. It is, it is, it is public and you can follow Noelle at Dr. Noelle Nelson. And uh, I'm there as well um, at Hitched Media and mine is also public. So uh, be sure to follow us there. And uh, if you haven't uh, become a fan or Facebook actually just changed it to liking companies, um, you can like us on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash hitched. And uh, also be sure to just check out the site and browse around. we got lots of great stuff there. So one more time, Noel, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, bye, everybody. I just want to say one thing to my wife at home. Yo, Adrian, I did it! They certainly got the idea. They feel free to express love. It's worth all those awful frank discussions at the dining room table. Hitched entertains, educates, and inspires married couples.